If you care about clean air, water, and food, and you want to see social justice for everyone, this podcast is for you. Green Divas Maxine Margot and Megan McWilliams and Green Dude Wayne Bouchard are going to dig in and try to make sense of the current political scene, especially as it relates to climate change, pollution, and human rights. We are not political pundits. We are deeply concerned citizens alarmed by the state of our government. We will try to offer rational commentary and solutions, amplifying positive news as often as possible. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome to the very first inaugural episode of GDP. We always sing. We always so you'll hear a familiar voice there with Green Diva Maxine Margot. Hello, Green Diva Maxine Margot Rubin. Maxine Margot. Like a lot of names. Rubin, I can't get them all. It would be Maxine Faith Margot Rubin. Really? And we need a lot of faith these days. And we got some testosterone in the room for this show. I'm psyched. Woo! Woohoo! Can I cat call? No. He's cute um, too. He's <laughs> my handsome green dude, Wayne Bouchard. Hey, Wayne. Hey there. <laughs> hey there. So this is GDP, which could stand for Green Divas Politics or Green Dude Politics or, drum roll please, <laughs> gross domestic politics. Because, you know... It is what it is, people, and there's so much happening that we wanted to consolidate our political ranting. Well, we wanted to be less ranting, and we wanted to try to have a rational conversation. There's so much going on in our other shows. We're being infiltrated with all of it because it's hard not to talk about it. So we thought, let's start this platform as a place where we can really discuss Political issues as they relate to climate change, social justice, uh, you know, wildlife conservation, the things that we care about, nature, pollution, uh, health, all those things that are right now being very threatened. And uh, anyway, we want to have rational conversations. And sometimes you will hear other voices, and we're going to be very happy to include other voices in this conversation, but primarily, at least for today, it is going to be the three of us, and I'm going to try to moderate these two. And I really <laughs> and Gracie's and here Gracie's too. Here we too. needed we needed someone from the animal kingdom. Yeah, Gracie represents. Gracie is representing. She's harassing me, and she's. So one of the first things, because this is our pilot episode of this wonderful series that we hope, by the way, that you will chime in and and let us know what you think and uh, what you want to hear and respond to what it is we're talking about. We really want to interact. So we did start a Twitter account called GD underscore politics at GD underscore politics on Twitter. And you can find everything uh, also on thegreendivas.com, of course. Of course. Of course. So let's start with introductions. I want each of us uh, to, to just introduce ourselves really quickly so you can hear from us 
who we are and why we're doing this. Max? Okay. GD Max here. Uh, I have I took pol- political science in college, uh, and I also have a master's degree from NYU in public policy uh, from the Wagner School. And this always was in my brain. Very, my family can talk like families do about politics, and I, you know, my my eldest brother Phil is a he's a political wonk, and and so is my husband. And, and and the reason is, I think, more than ever in this current world, things have gotten topsy-turvy. Is truth the truth? Is guilty guilty? Uh, it's, it's hard to imagine what's happening and not having an opinion or at least weigh in on something. And to me, the problem is there's talking, you, how do you get your news and, 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 and po- politics? And it's from a news feed. It's from a journalist. It's from a talking head. But I think it's important that we, us, give our opinions and, and, and give some what, what, would, what we think needs to be done, how we can work to change what is going on right now. And I think uh, this show on all the topics and other ones I'm sure we'll get into um, is important to, 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 to have a conversation about. Bravo. And I'm excited to have Wayne here, too. Yeah. Yeah, because Wayne is someone that, in in my world, um, he's sort of my political guru. He understands what's going on. He's been involved with it for so long. Let me let him tell you. Okay. My name is uh, Wayne Bouchard. And uh, I started out in life as a... Um, as a political activist, uh, dating back to the uh, 60s, and took place um, or took part in a lot of political activities, including holding some local political offices, working for presidential campaigns, senatorial campaigns, uh, ran for political office for the uh, U.S. Congress and lost. And decided at some point that um, it was probably better off for me to pursue a career in corporate America rather than political America. Um, and I am have been ever since kind of a frustrated political analyst uh, trying to understand the inner workings of not only politics but economics and foreign policy we are living in a very frustrating period of time, and when Megan, when you approached me about uh, doing this, I thought, well, maybe this is a good way for me to have an outlet, because uh, since I have been retired from active politics, I don't have a platform to speak from, so maybe this is my calling. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, and I just want to chime in that... Wayne's roster of political activity, he kind of glossed over some very big things that he has done, including running for Congress. Jim Zogby, who is a name James Zogby people would know, go look him up. He was Wayne's campaign manager, I believe, right? Yes, correct. And Wayne started the campaign for Robert Kennedy in Connecticut with Joe Lieberman. He may be a turncoat, but, you know, Mm -hmm. he was Wayne's buddy. 
and uh, they they were so energized listening to Wayne talk about those times is very energizing for me. So can't wait. I think we're doing a good thing here. Okay, then there's me, I guess. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> It's all about you. Yeah, now. let's hear it's from you not now. about me. I'm trying to deflect, deflect. I am Green Diva Megan McWilliams Bouchard. Oops. Yes, yeah. I am related to the dude that you just heard from, my favorite green dude. Uh, and I think I sort of mentioned why I'm doing this, partly because I have this platform that, that, that I've grown with the help and of people like Max and Wayne and and over the years, whatever, there is this platform called the Green Divas. And I've traditionally tried to keep politics out of what we talk about. And it's hard to do that anymore. And and I don't want to be silent. That's the thing. I thought, uh, I've had people say to me, well, I'm really glad you're Fifty Shades Green Divas doesn't have politics in it. And I thought, well, okay, yeah, but... I don't want to be silent. Max doesn't want to be silent. Wayne doesn't want to be silent. So I'm sure we're as, uh, among a sea of voices and podcasts and people that are speaking up, but I don't really care. We, you know, this is one way that I hope that we'll be able to amplify some really good messages and help energize people to get out there and vote and to be active in a positive way. And I think one of the things I envision for this is that, again, the entire Green Diva brand, we're all about finding positive solutions and focusing on those things because it's really easy. It's really easy to spiral into the depths of hell with particularly this topic because there's so much stuff going on. So I hope we have, you know, we have an opportunity to, to share some good stuff with people. And I think... Max and Wayne are the best, too, to do that. So I'm going to be more of a moderator in this instance. I will definitely comment. But uh, I really want to hear from these two. So I think what we're going to do on this first episode is also not dive deep into any of the topics that we will in each episode upcoming, but sort of give you a roster of some of the different things we do want to talk about and touch on because, like I said, there's so much. Um, You know, one of the things, and and if I'm just going to give you an outline of some of the things that we intend to talk about, and I would love to hear from people, again, find us on Twitter, GD underscore politics. Let us know what you want to hear about. But we want to talk about the importance of voting. I think every episode we have from now, which is late August 2018, until... Uh, you know, November, first week in November, we'll be talking about voting. Uh, and, and we're going to talk specifically in today even a little bit about getting young people out to vote. And Wayne has some really specific stuff to talk about there, which is cool. Uh, local races. I think local politics is one place where we really can get much more active. And that all ripples out, man. And we're going to talk about that. And maybe highlight local races, which I think we're going to do today, too. Uh, climate change. It's science. This this is real. There's no question about it. The administration that's in charge now, not so much. Um, they're not really 
positive about whatever you know so they're rolling back all these regulations and i mean literally destroying 50 years decades of environmental work in some cases like with the stroke of a pen so we want to talk and there's a roster of legislation and regulations that are being rolled back whether it's the paris climate agreement which sounds worse than it is and we can talk about that. It's a whole show right there. Um, Wayne definitely wants us to hit, I think, the next episode on the coal regulations that are like crazy coal. What the hell? What are they thinking? Anyway, um, climate disobedience. That is uh, like civil disobedience, but civil climate disobedience. And that's something Max has researched a bit, and I'm looking forward to that. And we've done a show before on how lawyers can save us. And I think... Given the situation, we're all, and we're going to talk about it, um, indictments and uh, pleas and guilty verdicts, lawyers could possibly save our bacon. And we're, we're going to dive deeper into that and what's going on. And, you know, attached to that would be uh, protecting the judiciary and why we may have... Um, the checks and balances are all out of whack. And if we lose our judiciary branch, uh, well, then, you know, we're really doomed. So we don't want to be doomed. We <laughs> no, want to have some ray doomed. of hope somewhere and, and, and get people to uh, to chime in as to what they think. Because obviously there's millions of voices and everyone has a voice. And I think those voices are underrepresented. The, the millions and millions of voices, there are two-thirds of this country that should be taking it back and doing whatever they can, screaming, ranting, whatever you need to do. And, and you know, with this administration, uh, people are saying, you know, the day after the election, everyone was in a collective, you know, zombie mode. But then after that, people were saying, maybe this invigorated people to get off their freaking butts well you know it sure did me and i was kind of active but now i'm much more active so wayne you you know i have known this guy for 30 years i did not and i know a lot about you we are married after all <laughs> but i did not and they're know cute too <laughs> i did not know that you actively helped to change the legislation so that um 18 year olds could vote would you kind of riff on that a little bit well you know it was part of the um entire movement in the late 60s you know along with uh ending the war in vietnam there were issues like women's rights that were brought up um you know what are we doing with the uh food in our in our society and, uh, you know, trying to get 18-year-olds the right to vote because a lot of them were very, very active politically in the uh, 1968 uh, political campaign. So, wait, what was the Was it 21 was the voting age? The voting age was 21. So you could be um, sent to war, but you couldn't vote. You could be sent to Vietnam and brought back in a plastic bag, but you couldn't vote. Nice. So, um, Not you nice. know, there were demonstrations... Uh, that started the whole thing. Petitions had to be uh, signed and, and legitimized, and state legislators or state legislation had to be written 
to authorize a new uh, amendment to the Constitution of the United States, uh, which ended up being the 26th Amendment, which was passed in 1971. But throughout that period of time, you know, there was a lot of activity by literally millions and millions of people. Uh, And you were a young dude back then, right? I was. I had dark hair, not white hair. (laughs) And um, I think probably the most frustrating thing about the whole process is that it, you know, it took years. Um, And and then when the uh, 18-year-olds, 18 to 21-year-olds had the right to vote, they chose not to vote. Little ingrates. And I voted the first election I can vote in. Yeah, I think I did too. And it was, oh my God, <laughs> I won't say. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking 72, right? Oh, jeez. Just, just, right. just think about that So one. you got to vote for um, Richard Nixon. Wouldn't do it <laughs> in a zillion years, baby. But uh, yeah, he's been in the news a lot lately himself. Uh, yeah, his... a lot of comparisons going on uh, these yeah. days. So the, um, you know, the 26th Amendment was passed and it, uh, you know, since then, the, the, the voter turnout for the 18-year-olds through 29-year-olds has been dismal. Uh, but it has been improving. Well, the interesting thing that I found out when I was, you know, looking up some of the statistics is that the, um, the millennials... You know those people that we uh, talk about all the time. I'm, the still, mole- I'm still not sure. <laughs> the people who they we've are. spawned. <laughs> yes, okay. the millennials—they are now equal to the baby boomers in eligible voters, and this year will be the first time that all the millennials will have reached the age of 18. So, the, but but in contrast, the baby boomers turn out and vote. Yeah especially the ones that are senior citizens. Yeah. The highest percentage of voter turnout is always with senior citizens. The lowest voter turnout of any group are the millennials. But, you know, then you have those Parkland kids. I mean, they are they are really energizing a whole lot of people, and they're not yes. being quiet. They're not slowing down. Yes, and, and you know, the— Sanders campaign in, in uh, yeah. 2016 energized a lot of them. And, uh, you know, I think one of the keys to future success is going to be how do we get these people out to vote and how do we get to them? How do we talk to them? They don't watch television. No, they but- don't listen to radio. They are on social media, and that's uh, well, where then- it's going to um, – that's how the message is going to have to be gotten. Well, that's what one of the things Obama did right. But we, we've we interviewed uh, Reverend Yearwood, and he's associated with the Hip Hop Caucus, which is a young musical. They're very—talk about hip. I mean, they really are very cool. But they are doing an awful lot to get out the vote. And there are. There's a lot of organizations like that. I think there's going to—what needs to happen is perhaps— another way to vote if we can't get them to the voting booths and now with all this hacking and schmacking you know now you're afraid to say it should be by computer and it should be you know you should be able to cast your vote and i can honestly say if that were the case that it was secure and kids could vote 
on the computer via a uh, secure their, pra- platform. Not even the computer, their phones. Their phones. phones. They can they can they can think it in their brain and virtually maybe vote. Um, I don't getting them to the polls is how you know how do you get in your car. Take a take a nice ride, and 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 go go vote. But uh, until there's another way to do it, but I think what has to happen is there's going to have to be another means, another way to to vote. That's well, an interesting concept, and uh, I'd like to explore that. Yeah. Somewhat later, I guess. Yeah. Because I never I never even thought of the ability to cast a ballot on your phone would be. Revolutionary, yes, right, yes. revolutionary, totally revolutionary. Good if work. it were secure, I mean, right. now, um, I, I, and this is a whole nother issue, but this whole voting thing, you know, with the potential for Russian involvement and Let's hacking. Let's not go down that I rat know. hole. We don't have time for that I today. Know we don't have that rat. <laughs> so just, just making a point, though, because yeah. you know you don't know now because they do have electronic voting, and that's where the hacking is going on. When we had the old faithful. You know, booths in New York where you just, you know, pull the curtain and you pull the lever and it was a paper. Yeah. You know, they can check the paper. They A lot of states want to go back so to that now because of the problem with no, the electronic voting. No question that what we have to do is secure the voting because we need to have faith that our vote is going to count. And, I, you know, I, I just am a tiny bit nervous that if the Democrats, if the blue wave happens that there's going to be this pushback like, well, you know, maybe it wasn't legitimate. Maybe the thing, you know, whatever. I don't want to hear that. But at any rate, you're right. It's, yeah, it's got to be secure. And it doesn't seem to be a push for security by the current administration or the Congress. And I don't know what's going to happen in the, you know, judicial branch. But well, just, those, gonna... just those two branches alone are, are enough to give you, you know. Pitter. It will be part of our ongoing conversation, to be sure. And one of the other things that, that we have touched on in, um, in one of our previous Fifty Shades of Green Divas podcasts is these kids. And speaking of youth, I wanted to segue to these kids that are they're making progress in suing the government for climate, uh, you know, disaster that we're in. Right. The, 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 our Children's Trust, um, there's a lawsuit out in the federal court in Eugene, Oregon, and it's actually going to trial in the fall. Mm. They were able to, to get through barriers of the administration saying, you know, you can't sue us. And, and the courts, and, and there was enough law to say, yes, you can. You know, and, we, and, and so these kids, these 21 kids, aging from like 14 to, to 21, or even younger, I think, yeah. are doing amazing things, and they're starting similar actions in other states, including Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the Parkland kids on gun control and other issues, uh, we're maybe getting the millennials to, see, to Wayne, show up. We'll, we'll see. I mean, the numbers we need, because their numbers are more than our numbers now, and that's mm-hmm. what we need. And I don't think any party can screw around with numbers in terms of if there's Thirty, you know, thousand votes versus, you know, uh, win versus the two thousand vote win. You know, it, it's it's something that it's hard to overcome. Yeah. So people have to get out in numbers. Well, and and that conversation leads into this whole concept that we need to look to the judiciary to uphold the Constitution and you know to keep the checks and balances and laws could be 
what what helps us in in all of this and we we've talked about that extensively and that's going to be another huge issue as we try to hold off another supreme court uh nomination yep brett kavanaugh yeah Yeah. come on down and like hopefully two republicans will say no but we can't even get that happening these days where just such a breakdown. There's such insanity. Well, Cory Booker's got this. Have you watched Cory Booker? He's got this whole campaign to stop the nomination process because our Cheeto in chief, number 45, he who shall not be named, <laughs> should not be able to pick a Supreme Court justice that could sway a decision in his favor while he's under investigation because it could clearly go into the uh, Supreme Court decision, and he's well, basically stacking the uh, the deck there. They're, they're starting the first week, in, in right after Labor Day, they're going to be, the hearings will be going on. And the two women, Murkowski and Collins, who should be saying, yet, <laughs> no to this guy, <laughs> are, are not thus far doing that. And it's only going to take two, so... Where are the cojones on ev- anyone in that party? It's it's so disconcerting and frustrating. I I, I like I'm gonna scream. Okay, all right, Wayne. What do you have? What do you have to say about that? You know, I think we have to wait until um, the hearings start and to uh, well, a lot can happen between now and then too. Well, I you know there's a couple more weeks before uh, the hearings are, are scheduled to start. Um, you know there were some there were some developments today as a result of uh, Michael Cohen's. Um, okay, there's a segue. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about this. It wasn't on the list of things to talk about. Yes, today. it is. It's on the list. <laughs> Listen, especially the email I got, and I got so confused. My attorneys, my attorney. <laughs> My attorney got arrested was an email I got from from Miss Meg here and no. I was like and I wasn't sure what okay. the hell it was. Right. Everybody knows that he who shall not be named's slogan was make America great again. So people started saying MAGA, M A G A, MAGA. That's like make America great again, right? So then there was all these memes that came out yesterday that were MAGA memes, but they were alternative things like my attorney got arrested. <laughs> they were, And she, sweet Max, didn't understand. She's like, what do you mean? What do you mean your attorney got arrested? <laughs> I didn't know because I didn't see the memes, even though my nickname is memes. So it's like, okay. So let's get to the so, meat of this real quick and it's not it's because it's going to be an ongoing conversation also. So I think, um, y- you know, um, one of the things that, that has always struck me as being kind of ironic is that he who shall not be named continuously talks about the issue of collusion with the Russians and tampering with the 2016 elections. As the um, president of the United States, he, his, you know, one of his responsibilities is to protect the American people against foreign aggression. He has never talked about the foreign aggression that occurred during the 2016 elections. He has abdicated his responsibility under the Constitution to the people of the United States. And no one seems to want to talk about that particular issue. 
And that really pisses me off. (laughs) I think it pisses a lot of people off because we have right now he who shall be not named uh, authoritarian, dictatorial. uh, I can say a lot of other things, but I agree with you, Wayne. It is a very frustrating thing that he's not defending and upholding the Constitution, which he was sworn to do. Uh, He's only... Uh, upholding the Trump organization's properties throughout the world, using foreign entities to get that done. And nepotism and his little Right, uh, especially the the, the thing that might get him also is that that suit in New York against the Trump organization by little-known Barbara Underwood, who's now the attorney general in New York by appointment since the other guy was booted out for stupid things. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and she brought this incredible complaint against his uh, his entire family, actually, in New York. But it's the uh, Trump Trust. Right. He used the foundation. Right. He used it for campaign stuff. He used it mm-hmm. for things. He blatant. They have evidence. They have documentation. So, I mean, he might be able to duck things in the federal world, which is beyond belief to me. But I think New York State... We'll, might get him in the end, as well as Stormy. <laughs> I always thought it was going to be the porn star that brought him down. Stormy. Yeah. <laughs> Stormy. I'm going to have a big party when that happens. <laughs> That's all I can say. Well, we got to wrap this up. So lots going to be happening between now and the the hearings for Kavanaugh. So we're going to try to stay on top of it all and offer some Hopefully some interesting, rational commentary. Hopefully we're going to offer you some solutions and ways to be active and in a positive way. And uh, I don't know. Do we have any action we want to offer today? Well, I mean, we didn't get to certain things. We were going to talk about local, some local politics, which is very right. important. I know Wayne wanted to get into some Jersey things, and I was going to talk about the race in Staten Island with Max Rose. Uh, but we will get to that. And, and, you know, we have a... We so have maybe a, that's what you, we do, is you know, we, we say to people, take a look at what what elections are going on in your district, from your town council right on up into the Senate and uh, Congress. We need to flip the Congress. Oh, big time. And and flipping these, these districts, as Wayne had quickly, you know, put in our little uh, show rundown. Um, we'll have to get to that. All right, guys. Any any last words? Um, we we had some great quotes that yeah. Max and I had come up with. Aww. I think we should let's uh, end with one of those. Um, we can end with two of those. Let's two see. of those. This which one? All right. Which uh, one do you want to do? I'm going to do the um, the Thomas Jefferson quote after the uh, Whiskey Rebellion in 1791. Jefferson wrote to his longtime friend James Madison and said to him, "God forbid." This nation should ever go 20 years without a revolution. And uh, maybe it's time for another minor revolution in the country and we um, take back some of the power that we have lost to all these politicians. Money, money, money. Yeah. Uh, I had some silly ones. I'll do one. Uh, Mark Twain said politicians in diapers must be changed often <laughs> and for the same reason. Uh, he also said, all Democrats are insane, but not one of them knows it. 
None but the Republicans and mugwumps know it. All re the Republicans are insane, but only the Democrats and the mugwumps, I love that name, can perceive it. The rule is perfect. In all matters of opinion, our adversaries are insane. And mugwumps, just so you know, are independents. They're uh, people who remain aloof or independent from a specific party. So for all you mugwumps out there, uh, you got to pick a side in this next election and, and, and make, make yourself known. Yeah. Don't be aloof. Don't be a goof. And I, and I always um, I like to end with a quote from uh, Will Rogers, who said, I am not a member of any organized political party. I am a Democrat. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed this episode of GD Politics. We really do want to hear from you. Please find us at thegreendivas.com or write to us, politics at thegreendivas.com. Otherwise, you'll hear and see us in all the regular places. Meanwhile, stay positive, get active, and whatever you do, please exercise your right to vote in every election. Every election.